This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast where we proclaim and ponder our Sunday Mass readings. I want to greet those of you who might be listening today on the Hail Mary Media app. It's a great way for you to catch this and so many other Catholic podcasts on a regular basis is by using the free download to Hail Mary Media. If you go to your favorite website or the the place on your phone where you download apps, uh, you certainly can download that Hail Mary Media app and you can get Faith Moments on a regular basis. And so many great podcasts, prayers, other resources that as we enter into the end of this liturgical year and move into 2024 with Advent and Christmas, this is a beautiful and prayerful companion for you to take with you as you travel, as you pray, as you quiet yourself in the season where it's a lot darker. We get up in the morning, at least here in the Pacific Northwest. And, you know, I'm up at five and look out the door at six and it's still dark. And then we're getting ready for dinner Uh, by five o'clock in the evening. It's dark. And so there's a lot of time during the day where we are not with the light. And so we need to bring the light of Christ into those hours of the day. And that might be from extended reading, maybe opportunities for you to spend a little bit more time in reading and prayer in this fall and into the winter season. Today, we're looking at the readings for the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. It is November 12th. So as we look forward into these readings, The thread that I am pulling from these readings is a simple question that you could ask yourself. I'm asking myself, am I ready? Am I ready? Am I ready? We're going to continue over these these weeks in November to hear more and more of the end times, hear more and more of the kingdom of God, the coming of the Lord. And so the big question is, are you ready? Are you ready to meet Jesus at your final breath and then at the final judgment. And so let's listen to the wisdom that comes from these readings today. 
I'm going to begin by sharing with you the entrance antiphon and also the collect prayer for the Mass on this 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. I love the imagery that we get, and it comes a lot in the Psalms of of prayer and incense and let the incense rise, you know, as incense rises, as our priest incenses, the altar, the Paschal candle, as we have the Easter vigil, the coffin and the casket of our loved one who has died. There are many times in our liturgical worship where incense comes in this beautiful burning of the incense to rise to heaven. They carry our prayers to heaven. So this is a beautiful meditation from Psalm 88, which is the entrance antiphon for today's Mass. Let my prayer come into your presence. Incline your ear to my cry for your help, O Lord just inclining that prayer to the ear of the Lord. The Collect Prayer takes us a little deeper into our, our purpose and our plan in life to follow the Lord to our final, to our final home, and that's the kingdom of heaven. So let's hear this prayer with the ears of our heart. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, graciously keep us from all adversity, so that, unhindered in mind and body alike, we may pursue in freedom of heart the things that are yours. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Our first reading is a reading from the Book of Wisdom. Resplendent and unfading is wisdom, and she is readily perceived by those who love her and found by those who seek her. She hastens to make herself known in anticipation of their desire. Whoever watches for her at dawn shall not be disappointed, for he shall find her sitting by his gate. For taking thought of wisdom is the perfection of prudence. And whoever, for her sake, keeps vigil, shall quickly be free from care, because she makes her own rounds, seeking those worthy of her, and graciously appears to them in the ways, and meets them with all solicitude. The word of the Lord. Our psalm is Psalm 63. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. O God, you are my God, whom I seek. For you my flesh pines and my soul thirsts, like the earth parched, lifeless, and without water. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. Thus I have gazed towards you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory, for your kindness is a greater good than life. My lips shall glorify you. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord, my God. Thus will I bless you while I live. Lifting up my hands, I will call upon your name. As with the riches of a banquet shall my soul be satisfied. And with exultant lips, my mouth shall praise you. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord, my God. 
I will remember you upon my couch, and through the night watches, I will meditate on you. You are my help, and in the shadow of your wings, I shout for joy. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord, my God. Our second reading is a reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. We do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, about those who have fallen asleep, so that you may not grieve like the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose, so too will God, through Jesus, bring with him those who have fallen asleep. Indeed, we tell you this on the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will surely not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself, with a word of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, will come down from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, console one another with these words. The word of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Stay awake and be ready, for you do not know on what day your Lord will come. Alleluia, alleluia. Our gospel reading is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. But the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, as I said, as we opened the program, Am I Ready? is the theme that I am drawing from these readings today. And I just want to open up the book of wisdom. If you go into your Bible, and if you remember, in some of the last 
gospel messages of Jesus we've been hearing, we've been hearing Jesus talking to the leaders, to the Pharisees, to the scribes, to the Herodians, all of these different groups of people who have a position of power and influence in the world at the time of Jesus. And he's warning them and 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 telling the people, you know, do what they tell you, but don't follow their actions. And so there is a indication that when we have a position of power, if we use that power for self-service only, only for me and for my elite few will benefit highly from my leadership, from my ruling, whether it's in a school board or a, a city council member or the president or a mayor or a governor or a, a CEO of an organization, what do you do with the leadership that you're entrusted to? How do you treat the people around you, particularly those who are the most vulnerable in your society. And in the book of wisdom, chapter six is what we're reading from today. And the scripture uh, starts in about verse 12. But I want to go to the beginning of this exhortation. It's called exhortation to seek wisdom. And so there is a, a focus of this letter of this writing to those who are in those leadership positions and calling them to task that how are you going to use that position of power? Are you going to use it for greed and to accumulate for yourself? Or will you share and, and use wisdom and kindness and compassion in the particular position of power you have. So the beginning of chapter six, it says, hear therefore kings and understand, learn you magistrates of the earth's expanse. So the Lord is calling out to these leaders, hearken you who are in power over the multitude and lord it over the throngs of people because authority was given to you by the Lord and sovereignty by the Most High, who shall probe your works and scrutinize your counsels. See, here's the thing, leaders of the world. In any position of power, again, from the greatest position of power in leadership over millions of people to a small group to your family, the Most High will probe your works and scrutinize your counsels. You are not going to hide your actions from God. So we see, as I'm recording this, there are election results from the smallest counties to the largest states in our country of different elections throughout the world, throughout the United States. And there's a lot of decisions that have been made that are not supportive of God's law. Let's just put it that way. But guess what? You are under God's eye. Because though you were ministers of his kingdom, you judged not rightly and did not keep the law, nor walk according to the will of God, it says in wisdom, terribly and swiftly shall he come against you because judgment is stern for the exalted. If you've been exalted to a position of power and affluence, terribly and swiftly, he will come against you. Judgment is stern. There's a consequence for how you live your life. 
verse seven says, for the Lord of all shows no partiality, nor does he fear greatness. He doesn't fear those who are in great positions of power in the world because he himself made the great as well as the small. He made you. He made me. To you, therefore, O princes, and this is what the, as we hear the reading that is in the reading today, it's addressed to these princes and kings. To you, therefore, are my words addressed, that you may learn wisdom and that you may not sin. And that's the bottom line, that you learn wisdom and that you not sin. In the reading, it says resplendent and unfading is wisdom. You know, throughout all time and history, wisdom is. God is wisdom. God is love. And wisdom can be found for those who seek her. So if we truly, with a humble, a contrite, a real, a heart that desires wisdom, you know, Saul asked for that wisdom to be able to understand, to have that wisdom of the heart, to be able to rule people with a heart of wisdom. When we ask for that wisdom in our prayers, wisdom will find us. Wisdom will find us and will help us in times of difficulty. And wisdom is one of these gifts of God's grace that will help us prepare us and help us answer the question that I posed earlier, am I ready? If we live with a life of wisdom, in a life of wisdom, seeking wisdom, seeking to live out that wisdom, and we don't just all of a sudden become wise, over time, we learn the ability to work with people, to communicate with people, to listen to God's influence in our relationships, in the positions of power that we may have, whether we are a parent, whether we're a grandparent, whether we're a student or a teacher or an employer or an employee, whatever way of work we do, ministry, work, teaching, gifting in any way, when we ask for the gift of wisdom, those gifts of the Holy Spirit will come upon us and influence the way in which we are in the world. Each one of us has a different way. And St. Paul talks about that a lot in his writings, whether you're uh, a, a preacher or a teacher or a healer, whatever gifts you've been given, that gift of wisdom will help you through. But if you take those gifts and use them at your command, and use them for your edification and to put yourself on a pedestal, there are severe consequences. And we're just going to go right to the gospel for that severe consequence. And the consequences is when you're foolish and you live your life foolishly, not prepared for that final moment that we don't know it could be at the midnight hour, which it was for these virgins, the midnight hour, the bridegroom came and we needed to uh, either respond or I'm not quite ready yet. Are you ready? Am I ready for that final moment? Because we know none of us are, are aware of when we will die, but we do know if we're 
realistic and we acknowledge the truth that we will die. Our bodies will die. It could be today. It could be in 15 years. We don't know. But do you live your life as a foolish person or as a wise person, bringing what you need, carrying what you need to carry with you? This is just an example of carrying oil because that's what would have kept them sustained through their whole journey to get to their final destination. Are you carrying wisdom? Are you carrying that wisdom with you at all times? Are you nurturing yourself with the sacramental life so that you're prepared for that final moment? Because here's what Jesus says, therefore stay awake. This is the lesson we are to learn from the story. You can live a foolish life or you could live a wise life. And if I'm living a wise life filled with wisdom, it's not my responsibility to care for you and to help you live that wise life. Now, as I live a wise life, hopefully I'm going to influence others, but that's not the point here. The point is, how are you preparing yourself? How were these virgins preparing themselves? Were, were, they, be, were they foolish in their actions or were they wise? See, there's some things that we're entrusted for ourselves only. And that judgment day is about my life, my life with Christ. From the moment of my conception to the moment I took that last breath, what happened in the movie of my life? I'm responsible for that. You're responsible for your life. Yes, we influence and help and support people along the way. Absolutely. But it's not a matter of sharing my oil with somebody at this point. The point is, will you live that wise life of preparing properly for the last moment, for that judgment, for that first judgment at the end of your death or the hour of your death. And then of course, at the second coming, are you ready? Are you ready by having a heart that's open and directed to the Lord? Therefore stay awake for you neither know the day nor the hour. So be ready be ready. I just want to share with you a little bit of a reflection on the parable. And this again is from In Conversation with God, and it focuses on the parable of the 10 versions. But I'm just going to share with you a little part of this reflection. It says, the parable brings to our mind that faithful moment when God calls each and every soul to himself. This is the moment of death. Following God's judgment, some souls enter fully into God's presence, while others find themselves excluded from the wedding feast forever. The Old Testament teaches us about death. Quote, if a tree falls to the south or to the north in the place where the tree falls, there it will lie. That's from Ecclesiastes. At the time of death, the state of the soul is fixed for all eternity. That's really the key. And, and we're in this month of November where we're praying for the souls in purgatory because they are the souls that need our prayers. The souls in heaven don't need our prayers. They're saints. They want our prayers to pray for us and to pray for others to get where they are. But the souls in purgatory, those souls that have not been completely purified for heaven, but are on the way, they need our prayers. 
And we need our prayers. We need their prayers. We need the Lord's prayers in order that we can be less and less, less and less, less and less attached to the things of this world so that when that final moment comes, we can be entering into heaven. The 10 virgins of the parable were entrusted with a serious responsibility. They were to await the coming of the bridegroom who was expected at any moment. God is expected at any moment. That second coming is coming at any moment. Five of the virgins took their assignment seriously. They took a wise approach. They did everything possible to be on guard. The wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. We're going to bring everything we need because we don't really know how long it's going to take. So let's let's be wise in how we pack and provide for this journey. But the other five virgins were foolish. They took no oil with them. They became caught up in the other concerns and neglected their primary duty of becoming of welcoming the bridegroom. We cannot forget that God is our ultimate end. Everything else is secondary. Whether it be success, fame, poverty, or wealth, health, or sickness, these temporal concerns can be beneficial to us, but only if they help us to keep our lamps burning. Do we always have the oil? We need to maintain a good supply of oil of good works, especially charity. So are you ready? Am I ready? Am I ready to see the Lord face to face? Ask yourself that question as you ponder these readings today, as we pray a chaplet of divine mercy, a rosary today for the poor souls in purgatory, pray that they would enter into heaven and that they will pray for us as we continue to pray for them. God bless you on this beautiful Sunday. Have a great week. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.